Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh my goodness, a big welcome back, dear listener, to episode one of season number two, brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of you sports. My name is Simon McKenzie. And I am Marie Fitzgerald, and we have the pleasure to be with you. Can you believe it? Season two. I mean, can you believe I mean, that means we did a whole season one? <laughs> we, did, we did a full season one. We had eight episodes of and eight episodes. A lot of, there you go. <laughs> eight episodes filled with some amazing guests. And now we're going to continue that trend. We're so excited to bring our guest on. But first, to dive into a trending topic, and, and really just because it's the holidays, and we recently got to spend some time with some family, I had a really interesting conversation with a, a few people uh, on my wife's side that talked about their involvement in different clubs when they were growing up. And a unique commonality was that they had pro sport affiliations to it. And I was mm. curious if you experienced that as a kid. I, I did. I, we were, we were very unique in like the names. I was on the Thunderbolts that wasn't affiliated with the pro team, but sure. I knew that they were around and what was unique is that they said they were playing baseball and their, you know, affiliate team was the Cubs and he's still a Cubs fan to this day. And it got me thinking, what would it be like to play on a team like that or be a part of a team like that? We'll, we'll just throw this question out there for debate. Do you feel that the experience is enhanced by having pro sports make that investment in youth sports? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I'm trying to re- think back. I, I know when I was super young, we were all color-based. You're a team yellow, team red, oh, yeah. wow. team blue. So not a lot of room for uh, exciting names, but nonetheless... I do think on the baseball teams having pro sports names as their, you know, team names. I think it's super cool. I know the NFL right. has a whole NFL flag football situation where yeah. I'm sure a lot of those are kind of connected. So I mean, my answer I know, is yes. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I know I just remember clips of Snoop Dogg being a coach of a flag football team. And I think whoever the Super Bowl champion was, the Steelers. They were always that my, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were always that team. And it's not just the the organizations too. It's also pro athletes just throwing, mm-hmm. you know, throwing themselves into the development of, of, you know, youth sports and youth athletics. Really, there can't be a downside to it. Yeah, there's so many worthy causes for people to donate their time and money and effort and energy to. I don't think you often hear it enough where pro-level organizations uh, dedicate games or foundations specifically to youth sports, which is actually interesting because I'm assuming most pro athletes played sports when they were young. Just going to take a a wild guess here and make make that assumption. I'm just going to make that one. (laughs) Wild assumption you're making. (laughs) (laughs) Go out on the edge, dummies, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think too when parents are 
probably looking for programs and organizations to sign their kids up for, and they're not really yeah. sure like where to go. It could be a smart place to go to start it. Like, Oh, well, I know I watch this professional soccer yeah. team in my area. Maybe they have a youth sports camp or clinic I could start with just to make you feel, you know, the legitimacy, right. Yeah. You know, you're going to get a good program. It's going to be a good facility. Yeah. That's a good shoe in and, and can help organizations have a big hand in, in helping grow their sports. And I think we're seeing that more and more of yeah. those organizations are, are dedicating time and energy and money to it. And not to say that can only help the experience of maybe alleviating yeah. some of the cost on these youth sport organizations that are always sort of strapped for cash and having to do fundraising yeah. is having having a local business's logo either on the calendar or even on the jersey for that matter. It does bring a sense of legitimacy to it. You see logos on yeah. pro sports jerseys all the time. And I'm appreciative of that, especially because that was my experience is we had there were several businesses around the community that sponsored the team. And as I remember it, we were fiercely loyal to those businesses as, as yeah. rationally as that sounds as kids. And you're like, no, 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 we're going to this supermarket. I'm not going to the other one. Yeah, no, mom, we're grocery yeah. shopping here <laughs> it's on my Jersey. I, I have, have to, to be faithful to my sponsor. <laughs> well, in any case, a big thank you to our organizations who grabbed those big sponsors because it made all the difference and is still indelible in all of our it minds did. to this day. Absolutely. If um, I pass a if I pass a pick and save, I'm shopping there. <laughs> Shout out Midwest Pick and Saves. We're very excited for our guest. Um, before we bring in mom, I do want to do one quick segment, and this segment is going to be called "Who Said It." I'm going to read Ooh, a motivational quote. season two new segment. Two. We're, bring, we're bringing Stepping the new up stuff. Stepping up his game, folks. That's right. So, who said it? As you know, I love inspirational motivational quotes. I'm a geek for it. Sure. So I'm going to read one, and we're going to review it at the end, and I will unveil who said it. Be quote, yeah, it's nice to look up to people, but the more you try to be someone else, the less you are yourself. Hmm. That's good a good one. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's hop right into our guest. Let's bring him on. Our guest today is Justin Prettyman. He is the executive director of the 49ers Foundation, which works to harness football to educate and empower Bay Area youth through collective and innovative community-focused strategies. Justin earned his undergraduate degree in public relations and image management with a minor in political science from Suffolk University and quickly became ingrained in the community building through his work with the Red Sox Foundation. For 11 years, he worked with that program and was honored with the inaugural MLB Commissioner's Award for Philanthropic Excellence in 2009 and the Robert Wood Johnson Award for Best Team Charity in Professional Sports in 2010. His current work with the 49ers Foundation continues its mission of inspiring the confidence and collaboration youth need to tackle what is possible. With that, welcome Justin to the podcast. Justin, welcome. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, and what a, what an intro. Uh, <laughs> makes, makes me feel as old as the gray hairs on my head when I <laughs> you, you give that, that type of intro, but I appreciate it. What was your youth sport experience? You know, what sports did you play? Kind of take us through, take us through that journey. Yeah. So I, I'm a eighties baby. So I, I was born in the eighties really hit my stride as far as sports in the nineties and in the two thousands. And it was just different, you know, mm -hmm. um, growing up, uh, then you played for your team, you played for your community. So you grew up playing rec league and then you moved on to playing maybe for the town basketball league or whatnot, or the YMCA leagues. You got to know the people in your town and the towns next to you were competing against and, and whatnot. Uh, so I would play against the same kids in 
basketball that I played against in football. And <laughs> then, you know, we would do pick up sports um, from Newport, Rhode Island. It is as small as uh, they say. And so <laughs> that probably led, led to led to some of the, uh, the kind of ease in being able to ride my bike to the playground down the street. And there was always kids there playing playing hoops or playing, you know, uh, uh, football. So it really was a sense of community building for me more than it was. I never thought I was going to be a professional athlete by any means. Uh, so sports was a great experience and it taught me so much about character building and whatnot. It was less about winning or being on the travel team or whatnot. Yeah. I, I- I love that. I feel like I had a very similar uh, youth sport experience. I remember fondly those memories as well. It's, it's crazy to think where I am now um, <laughs> as, but as a dad. So as, as a dad, my, my son just came to me one day and a bunch of my friends that he plays in Little League with are uh, trying out for the travel team. I want to try out for the travel team. So he had six of his buddies try out for this travel team. And of course, he was the only one who made the team. And this was my my only travel baseball experience was this season. Well, I mean, first of all, because your son made the team, right? Yes. Uh, so he made the team. And then my other son made I, uh, this uh, gymnastics team. Uh, I, I have no nice. idea anything about. I cannot tell you <laughs> <Yeah>. one thing <laughs> about gymnastics, but I'm there three times a week. And you're singing the song of a lot of parents out there. I know that for sure. But well, well, first of all, congrats to to your kids for for making those teams. I guess is there anything that you try to you know instill in your kids to to try to separate them from? Hey, you know, this is competitive and and your club team, and that's great. But you know, this isn't everything. You know, there's there's other things as well yeah um we we kind of lucked into a, a great team and a great situation where the, the the coaches aren't as you know throbbing at the mouth that's to awesome up the next the next you know great player or whatnot what i try to uh, impress upon um my my son and you know never let him get too down or too yeah. too hot high uh because you know those come and go with every pitch and every play those are those are awesome lessons. Let's dive a little bit into the into the work that you mentioned too. And I'm curious just to start how you found yourself at the crossroads of philanthropy and professional sports. Yeah, I transferred to a, a city school in Boston called Suffolk University, and uh, when I was there, my I took a sports crisis management class, and the head of that course was at that time he was the head of the shamrock foundation which was the charitable arm of the celtics and literally it was a cartoon with the head explosion <laughs> you can you can do both of these things you can work in professional sports and give back to the community and those were two passions i've, I've always had and then so by chance you know I, as a, a college junior senior i took his class two semesters and i was um, bar backing at a, at a restaurant and just, again, right place at the right time, the, the Red Sox had their annual uh, fundraiser bar that I was working at. And the head of the foundation, the Red Sox Foundation at the time, you know, she befriended me and was asking if I could help with things around. And I looked a rock star because I knew where everything was in the bar and I could get her ice and I could get her whatever she needed. And she asked me to volunteer a little bit more and keep volunteering. And then over the course of a year, it 
you know, I sat down and hey, this volunteering is a lot, but you know, it's it's requiring a lot of my time. And she, yeah. she gave me the opportunity, and uh, one thing led to the next, and and here I am, almost twenty years oh, later, um, work, working in sports. So you were at the Boston Red Sox for a while, but we want to talk mostly about where you're at right now with the 49ers uh, and the foundation. So maybe you can take us through. Uh, I know there's two kind of arms of the the foundation. Do you want to talk us through maybe both of those and we can dive into those a little bit more? Yeah. So I was truly, truly blessed uh, to, to land this dream, literally dream job. Uh, when you look at when you look at sports, uh, even more so, I landed a position with an organization who just is committed to uh, being champions in the community and on the field. And there's no bigger uh, example of that than Levi Stadium. Levi Stadium, you know, we have four classrooms um, and I, in our building. I think it's the best kept secret in, in, in the house. Pre-pandemic, we were bringing in about 60,000 students and teachers uh, through our um, STEAM program around the intersection of uh, football and STEAM. We put the A in for arts and uh, <laughs> nice. using the 49ers as that intrigue point. And then on the flip side to that, we have our 49ers prep program. And it's our boots on the ground approach to getting kids active and making it equitable for all. This year, they'll hit on about 20,000 kids, give or take. Um, wow. The same kid are just going to work with the 49ers three times throughout the, school, throughout the school year, which is just awesome, you know, and to say that, you know, in your fourth grade year, you got to work with the 49ers three different occasions. It's just, you know, really, really special, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's it's amazing the sort of the reach that you can have and, and the impact that you can you can have. What sort of impact have you seen from, you know, these, these programs? But, you know, I think in tandem with that, if you could speak to the importance of, you know, professional sports investing in, in youth. Yeah, I think it's so important. And, you know, I was, uh, I was a good student. You would wake up and watch sports center, tune in to see Stuart Scott and, and, and whatnot. Um, and if there was a program this near me where there was this connection between sports and what I was learning in school, I, yeah. I, I can't even imagine how, you know, I would have been frothing at the mouth to be involved. So I think it's so important to, for, for sports teams, whether it's, you know, football, basketball, baseball, whatever the case may be, to use their platform to kind of be a resource for yeah. the community and, and provide those sort of uh, entry points for, for education and to get kids active. Kids who go through our prep program, their improvement on the state standardized uh, health uh, uh, measurements have increased by about 25% for, wow. from the kids who are going through our, our programming and just seeing that connection to, wow, is, is this something that the 49ers have, have brought to us? And we have teachers and we work with coaches and, and, and implementing our learnings and whatnot. Uh, through professional development opportunities. So I guess the biggest thing is how important it is, uh, I think, for teams to have a presence in the communities that they play. Yeah, I, I mean, when you were saying you would you would be frothing at the mouth as a kid, <laughs> I, I think Simon and I were probably the same way. Have you seen anything change with sponsors you guys work with? On the sponsorship side, John York, who's our, our chairman of the foundation, he says when he got into the 49ers, you know, about 30 years ago, sponsors 
all they wanted was to see their name in the stadium, see their right. name in lights, see their name in a program. Now it's totally way more holistic. You know, when you when our our corporate partnerships team is sitting at a table with a sponsor, that sponsor is going to say, "Hey, if we're doing a deal with you, we want that." investment in the community too we, we don't want to just tell one side of the story we want a holistic story of impact you know we want our fans to not only see us supporting the work that the uh, 49ers are doing on the field but also in the community yeah and so we've been we've been incredibly fortunate to be included in a number of great corporate partnership deals a because our corporate partnership team is one of the best in, the, in sports and b because partners are asking for it yeah what sort of things should organizations keep in mind when they're first approaching a partner or sponsor? Yeah, I think it's you got to find some commonality uh, there in those those partnerships, and we've all seen them. Whereas that doesn't; those two things don't go together. So, so you know, being willing to take take a risk and say, you know, I don't see this working, or you know, being willing to take a, a risk and say, here's one way that it could work, you know. And, so really finding what that uh, sweet spot is and just digging into it and really looking for opportunities to tell a, a mutual story of impact. Love that. Yeah. That's great. I love that there's so many unique ways that companies can partner and, and work together. Just getting your logo up on something or just hearing yeah. uh, about it through whatever it may be. But you had mentioned another area you guys are trying to get more into, and that's all around you know female athletes. Uh, flag football is a huge new avenue for female athletes. Do you maybe want to talk about that area and why you guys feel that's a, a strong place to place a bet in into the future? Yeah, absolutely. Over the course of history, you look back, whether it be uh, segregation or whether it be um, issues around um, equality. And I feel we're kind of here with sports too, where like, mm, yeah. really there's a time we're at a time here in 2022 where girls can't play certain sports. These are boys. Flag football is a boys sport. Why, why not? Why mm. not now? Why not us? Right. I've yet to see uh, a compelling case. Why not? You know, yeah. why, why, why this has to be an exclusive uh, male sport. I, I will tell you my career in sports, I've worked exclusively for women. The person who hired me at the Red Sox uh, was uh, a female when she left. Um, her her uh, predecessor was female. The person who hired me at the 49ers is female. Uh, the ownership is led by one of the few female owners, uh, Denise uh, DeBartolo York. Um, her daughters, Jenna and Mara York, are on the board of directors. They're here. Females are, you know, running things in sports why aren't they running things on the field and giving giving the ball so uh clearly you can tell it's something i'm incredibly uh passionate about and and we're excited um to make this uh uh official varsity sport as soon as next year uh for high school athletes and uh, the 49ers will be doing everything that we can to support that initiative that's fantastic and i will also say it's not surprising that some of the best run organizations and and you know programs and foundations are run by women. I'm just going to throw it out there. There seems it's to be this amazing. common link, this common theme. <laughs> it's, it's not surprising. That's that's awesome. I know if for, for the vote too, I, I, I we talked about flag football, Marie and I did. And I mean, we're, we're here for it. I mean, I think even when it comes to having these games broadcasted and being able to go watch them, I know that it's gaining steam, you know, across the country too. 
Yeah, I think that there's a perception of to get involved with a, a foundation, to be a donor, you have to be incredibly mm. wealthy. Right. I will take your sweat equity. I will take, you know, I will take whatever you're willing to give back to the community. I would say that that's probably a consistent theme uh, amongst uh, my uh, counterparts at other teams is that we are actively calling out to all of our fans and all of our supporters to seek us because we are here to serve our fans and serve our communities. I did remember one question I, I wanted to ask you. I know that you had mentioned when you were a kid about, um, you know, a lot of character building when you were in youth sports. Is there one particular lesson that you can think of that you took away from playing sports in your youth? Yeah. So my father passed away in 2019. And one of the things he would always say is you don't have to be perfect. You just got to make progress. Trust me. You just have to get better each time. And so I think that's kind of the lasting lesson uh, for me. Learn a little bit more. You know, you can never stop learning. The same thing for sport. It's don't worry about being the best. It's go out there, have fun and focus on just getting better. You can certainly chalk things up to wins and losses, but the experience gained and the recognition of getting better, I think is just as, is, is just as valuable there. Well, I, I know that we've got these heavy drums, these clapping, this intense music happening in the background, which means only one thing, which means it's time for the this or that gauntlet. Uh, Justin, we are, we're going to take, I know you felt it too, right? Yes, I felt it. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got about eight questions here. Oh, nine questions, excuse me. And we're going to read them at a rapid fire pace and we need rapid fire answers. No thinking, just gut reaction only. You ready? Re, you want odds or evens? I can go odds. All right, let's do this. All right, let's go. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Cups in the cupboard, right side up or upside down? Right side up. Right on. After work, are you lounging on a couch or on a recliner? Oh, you can find me passed out on the couch most nights. Yes. <laughs> couch it is. Joe Montana or Steve Young? Uh, this is detrimental to my employment. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Steve Young just because it was such you know those are really big shoes to fill and I think he filled them pretty nicely. There you go. That's nice. Good answer. All right, at a movie, candy or popcorn? Popcorn. Even not at a movie. Popcorn is a okay. There you go. Diet, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Big, big round of applause for that one. Uh, orange slices or Capri Sun? Ooh, Capri Sun, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it pronounced GIF or JIF? Again, <laughs> I told you I'm an old man. That's a, that's a GIF. Yes. Yeah, well, Put another one on the board. Uh, World Series or Super Bowl win? Oh, let's get the Super Bowl win. All right. Maybe, okay, maybe you guys are at the Super Bowl. Fourth and goal. You're in the fourth quarter for the win. Who are you throwing the ball to? Debo Samuel or George Kittle? Wow, this is. Uh, <laughs> how about how about I don't know if you saw the recent game against uh, the Rams. I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but how about a throw from Debo there to it George, is. Kittle? George Kittle? Allah, Allah, Christian McCaffrey to Brandon Ayuk. There it is. Beautiful. That was expertly Great, done. Yeah. We we wow. don't we don't wow. Very I'm well like done. sweating. I got it's stains <laughs> over here. We don't shy away from it. Wow. I mean, that that was very well done, expertly crafted and calm. Yeah, you navigated cool, that very well. Yeah, I, I might have someone explaining to do Joe Montana. <laughs> uh, you 
you, we'll be all right. you can place that on us. You place all that all yeah, that blame on on us for sure. We'll, we'll take. We'll take it. Listen, yeah. If you play him the the episode, we'll take any heat he might throw. Yes. <laughs> Just that seems like a fair deal. To also talk to Joe Montana, even if it's being yelled at. <laughs> Thank you so much, Justin, for for hopping on the show and and being a part of this. Uh, it's it's amazing to to talk to uh, you know amazing people, and obviously you are. Uh, are one of those. And I think if we're going to continue with our alliteration theme here, Marie, we have a force of fortune for you sports in, in Justin. How about that? Love it. Uh, I love it. I, I love it. And shout out to both of you, honestly, because uh, you're using uh, such a great platform to put a light on something that not a lot of people are doing. I think everybody has, not everybody, but uh, a lot of people, majority of people are probably growing up playing sport at one time or the other as a youth. And a lot of people have kids, but not a lot of people talk about it. Not a lot of people talk about the the impact that it has. So uh, shout out to uh, you for that uh, recognition. Just real quick, because oh, yeah. my my marketing person Annie would kill me if I didn't give a plug <laughs> to our uh, our social media channels. You can find us just at at Forty Niners Foundation um, across the board. So yeah, thank you again for giving me the opportunity. Of course. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for we'll hopping make sure on. We, we'll make sure we uh, include everything in the show notes too. We can uh, yeah. we can give a link out so people can go learn more. Awesome. We got you. We got you. Much appreciated. <laughs> awesome. Thank you again, Justin. All right, y'all. Okay, Simon, I just checked the weather. Mm-hmm. It's negative degrees here in the Midwest. <laughs> yes. And that's just not okay. It's not You fun. know, it's just not. So if you, like us, are experiencing some very frigid winter weather and looking to escape into warmer weather, sunny, palm trees, the works, we've got, you got, we've got the sweepstakes for what you. What do I need to uh, do? <laughs> you need to go. Well, you can't, but our listener can. They can go. Uh, they can go into the sweepstakes. The Premier League Mornings Live Fan Fest is heading to Orlando, Florida, and Sports Engine has partnered with NBC Sports and the Premier League to give your family a VIP experience. Enter now for a chance to win four VIP tickets to the event on January 21st and 22nd with airfare and hotel completely included. All you have to do is share a photo or video of your family wearing your favorite soccer team's jersey to Instagram using hashtag MyPLMorning and hashtag MyPLMorningSweepstakes and tag and follow at NBC Sports Engine and at NBC Sports Soccer. So pack your bags, bring your swimsuit, leave the hat, leave the mittens, leave the gloves, do it fast because the winner will be announced after January 15th. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Must be 18 or older and U.S. resident. Ends January 15th, 2023. Official rules at show notes URL. Sponsors Sports Engine, Inc., NBC Sports, Premier League. Justin Prettyman, that, gosh, that was so cool. That was know, super cool. <laughs> I know he was, he had to do this in a coffee shop. And again, uh, incredibly appreciative that he took the time uh, to to do that in such sort of a, a chaotic environment. And he did great. He, he pulled that off. Yeah. I know. You can tell he's so passionate, loves what he does, would talk about it for hours if he could. Yeah. It's, it's cool. He has a cool journey to, to think he was at the Boston Red Sox and then to yeah. the 49ers. Those are two iconic, legendary oh, yeah. professional sports franchises. That's not some random uh, team. Uh, he's doing it at the highest level. Speaking of iconic and legendary, faithful to the next generation is yeah. such a cool calling or just a, an amazing quick snippet 
and and message to just tie back to the 49ers foundation faithful to the next generation that's it's chill yeah. it's goosebumps worthy i right? know i wish we could steal it and have it for, yeah. for this podcast because that's <laughs> you know <laughs> oh that's what we are too it's all about the youth sports they're they're the next generation the athletes making it happen and when he said that i was i wrote it down in all caps i bolded <laughs> it and i think i added emojis next to it because i was yeah. like this is so <laughs> awesome yeah that was great when he also was talking all about his foundation and what are they, where are they kind of placing their bets and what are they looking yeah. forward to in the future outside of obviously growing typically male dominated American football. It's, it's a male sport, but to hear that they're putting so much energy and, and placing their bets, if you will, into growing women's, you know, young female football athletes and flag football yeah. and the work they're doing in California to help push that forward is it's so cool uh, to hear that directly from him that they're doing that and putting so much energy there. So makes me feel cool to have uh, heard that straight from the lips of, yeah. uh, from him. It's super exciting. And if we get out to California, we need to try to go to a game. I would oh, I'd be down to Levi watch the stadium football for sure. Oh, you're talking flag. Well, ta- well, I mean, obviously we can go to the 49ers. <laughs> I was talking, we should watch some flag football, see that future yeah. generation ball. hundred percent. We've talked a few times now about female flag football and I've heard it's yeah. electric. It's nothing to sleep on. It is electric first people. (laughs) All right. Uh, By the way, everyone, I did not forget about the who said it segment. So we're going to read the quote one more time. Yeah, it's nice to look up to people, but the more you try to be someone else, the less you are yourself. Now, do you have any ideas, Marie? Any inclinations? Zero Zero? Zero ideas. I'm going to go go out on a limb here and assume it has some tie to the episode, but... Could be right, could be wrong. You might be onto something. Okay, so here we go. Clue number one. Born in 1956 in New Eagle, Pennsylvania. Well, that certainly doesn't help me at all. Clue number two. (laughs) Pre-game ritual included a good cheeseburger. Oh, that's a great ritual. Clue number three. They were mentioned in the this or that. Oh, okay. Well, that, uh, that narrows it down. I'm pretty sure we only mentioned like four people. We had a bunch of 49ers, so it, it's either Debo, George Kittle, <laughs> Steve yeah, Young, true. or Joe Montana. There's your last clue, folks. One of those four. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess George Kittle. He seems like a good cheeseburger kind of guy. Born in 1956, though. Oh shoot, that's right. How old do you so it's either George Joe Kittle Montana. Is? Listen, I didn't yes. listen to the first. I didn't listen to the first one. <laughs> Joe Montana is the correct answer. Big okay. high fives to all you out there who may have been like repeating it in your car over and over again. It's Joe Montana, people. Like, please. All right. Well, let's put a bow on this episode one, season two. Thank you so much for joining us again, dear, dear listener. This has been another episode of For the Love of Sport. A big thank you to our guest, Justin Preeman, for joining us. As always, feel free to send an email out to us at ftlospod at nbcuni.com. We'd love to hear from you, dear listener. If you've got topics, if you've got questions, guests that you've heard that you'd love to see on the show, or if you've got any really awesome quotes that we can add to our Who Said It segment, which is our new (laughs) segment in season two, uh, send those over to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, So feel free, anything and everything. We love to see emails come through in that inbox. So can't wait to hear from you. Always love to see the feedback from everybody out there. Big appreciation uh, to everybody. So For the Love of Sport is brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of you sports. Hosts are the amazing Marie Fitzgerald and myself, Simon McKenzie. Our marketing guru is Kelsey Irwin. Our captain of content marketing is Rob Badeau. And our exceptional sound engineer is the great Troy Stone. We will be back with an episode very, very soon. See you then. 
Bye. Home isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair while it's cold outside. With a warm drink, or maybe even a wine in hand. As you watch the world go by outside your window. Mmm, short rib. Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home. Refill? Long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.